You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the February edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. Let's start with this announcement. New and Emerging Entrepreneur Program. The Town of Crestone is looking for local entrepreneurs to support through a Rural Economic Development Initiative Grant, the New and Emerging Entrepreneur Program. We are seeking self-starters who have a business idea in mind at any stage of development and who need guidance bringing those plans to life. During the process, you will be set up with a panel of local business owners who will mentor you from evaluating your business plan to identifying your business's needs to enacting those plans to aid you in the process of getting your business up and running. While you will not receive any funds directly, the program will offer aid through mentorship while helping to source and pay for services related to starting your business. Examples include, but are not limited to, assisting in the planning phases, putting together a website, covering marketing expenses, search engine optimization, and helping you identify and engage with your desired customer base. To apply, please fill out an application which is available in print at Crestone Town Hall or which can be mailed to you. We will be accepting applications until Thursday, March 30, 2023. For more information, please contact Town Hall at 719-256-4313. And now turning to an article about the Land Trust written by Cleve Stewart. Crestone Baca Land Trust continues to protect our precious land and wildlife. In the concluding section of the eminently readable and informative article, titled Environmental Highlights of the Baca Crestone Community, which appeared in the July 2022 issue of the Crestone Eagle, author and local resident Bill Sutherland opined that, quote, a renewal, regeneration of the Crestone Baca Land Trust and an advisory committee to the POA could be the active agents for undone projects for the good of our environment, end quote. Bill Sutherland, the outgoing president of the Land Trust, has done his utmost to make good on this promise, both through his continued commitment and involvement in Land Trust activities and by deftly handing off the reins of the organization to its successor, me. I generally shun the limelight and prefer to focus on salient issues that demand our collective attention. However, it is worth noting that my background as a fisheries and wildlife biologist, honed as a federal government employee and private consultant, together with years of experience leading several professional societies and environmental nonprofit organizations, at a minimum does not disqualify me from succeeding Bill as president of the Land Trust. I am humbled and honored by the opportunity to serve the organization and, by extension, the community which the Land Trust represents. For a full accounting of the Land Trust's impressive 22-year history and accomplishments, I encourage you to read Bill's article. The purpose of this article, to be periodically followed by others, is to provide evidence and not simply vague assurances that Bill's plea for renewal and regeneration of the Land Trust has been heeded. To maximize the likelihood that this goal will be attained, Bill has graciously agreed to stay on as Special Advisor. 
to the land trust. Also encouraging is that several existing board members, all longtime Baca Grand residents who played pivotal roles in the formative years of the land trust, elected not to resign when the opportunity presented itself. Long-standing board members Jillian Elsey and Lisa Syriax, in particular, deserve our gratitude for their wise counsel and unflinching service. The list of all-important topics and yet-to-be-accomplished tasks that warrant discussion exceeds the allowed word limit of this article, so I will not attempt to report or adumbrate, represent in outline form, the many critical issues and undone projects that lay before us. As it turns out, many of these issues are not new. They concern the environmental values and aesthetic qualities Crestone Baca residents have always held dear. In the 18 months since my wife Jane and I fled Portland, moved to Crestone, and built the house we now live in, I have yet to meet any resident who does not deeply appreciate the unique and unsurpassed beauty and quality of life conferred on us by our natural surroundings. As one who spent his career petitioning for listing, protecting, and attempting to recover populations of threatened and endangered salmon in the Pacific Northwest, I am acutely aware of the fragility of the environment and the lasting damage caused by human activities. While when we look up at the towering sand gridded crystal mountains and out across the national wildlife refuges, semi-desert shrublands, and sand dunes of the San Luis Valley, we know we are privileged. We also know that each of us has a special responsibility to protect the environment and aesthetic qualities of the place we call home. I sincerely apologize for deviating from the expected call to action and PNF praise to the Land Trust and the many people who support it. It was my intention to lay out a strategic plan of sorts, building on the accomplishments and aspirations of, as they say, those on whose shoulders we stand. Hopefully that day will come. Perhaps it is most appropriate at this time to pledge our continued allegiance to the mission of the Land Trust, that is, to conserve the beauty of the natural landscape, promote respectful relationships between people and nature, and facilitate environmental integrity through community cooperation in northeastern San Luis Valley, Colorado. There will be ample opportunity for those of you who wish to contribute your time or resources to further the Land Trust's mission, along with the occasional potluck dinner, our Board of Directors meets from 4 to 5.30 p.m. on the first Saturday of each month at the Baca Public Library. Recent increases in the number of people attending the meetings may necessitate moving to the POA Public Meeting Room. The meetings are open to the public. In fact, we welcome people to participate in the meetings and help shape the future of the Land Trust and the ecosystems we are part of. For more information or... If you want to be placed on the Land Trust email distribution list, please contact me at cleve.steward, that's C-L-E-V-E dot S-T-E-W-A-R-D at gmail.com or call 206-719-1260. And now we have this news from Crestone Performances. Tom Desane retires from Crestone Performances Music Festival. This was written by Tom Desane. What a long, strange trip it's been. So I am retiring after 22 years of directing the Crestone Music Festival and founding and directing Crestone Performances, Inc. 
What a blurry flurry of hurry-scurry fun. It's hard to believe what's happened. We booked over 400 bands that covered cultures and genres from around the world, and the Baca. We had over 30 national Grammy-winning headliners in this little nowhere enclave. We had a couple thousand folks that came back every year and kept saying it was their favorite festival. They saw old friends, made new ones, and had a safe, clean, quality, non-urban ski area experience and took away one-of-a-kind memories. Out of that sprang all of our youth programs. We produced over 250 shows in schools with over 40 presenters for free. We gave away close to $10,000 in student art scholarships. We put on a dozen carnivals as well as a bunch of student open mics. Recently, we started a multimedia program that has produced three music videos by local students. No one else is supplying poor, rural, isolated schools with free programming anything even resembling what we've done. Even the city schools would have would have a hard time duplicating the scope of variety we have been able to accomplish. Okay, so my horn just ran out of toot, but it is impressive. And it's not over. The job is being passed on to Lydia Sprouts. I will hang around as long as she needs me and will hightail it when she's had enough of me and starts throwing stuff. Please give her all the support and love you can possibly drench her with. I invented a very strange, challenging, but rewarding job. I want to thank everyone who ever contributed anything to anything we've ever done. There are too many names to name, really, so just know that whatever you may have contributed went a long way to enriching the lives of youth in our community. I can't say this was a particularly smart thing for me to do, but I can say I can't imagine a more rewarding experience than this has been. All the kids, all the acts, all the folks, all the fun. Wow. So now what? Well, I'm going to concentrate on selling songs and on my band with Bill Smith, the Tomcats. I'll do odd painting and carpentry jobs here in Salida. Watch my 14-year-old, Claire, grow into the high school and date and date a football player. Yikes! Spend time with the grandkids, Noah and Miles, and my kids, Amy, Jesse, and Natasha. And be nice to Anne the ex. So now, I'm naming names. I am also giving you all my phone numbers if you want to talk. 719-207-4043 and 719-937-1954. I'd love to hear about your favorite memories and, well, just laugh and smile and cry. Bye. Stay tuned. And we have some news. HRRMC Foundation receives Women's Wellness Connection 5-Year Grant. The HRRMC Foundation was recently granted another 5-Year Women's Wellness Connection, WWC, grant from the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment through their Cancer Prevention and Early Detection Program. This program is utilized to educate women on the importance of cancer prevention and to help navigate them to complete annual cancer screenings for cervical and breast cancers. The grant supports outreach through an 8,000-square-mile region, including Chaffee, Lake, Custer, and Swatch counties, as well as the areas of western Fremont, South Park, and Del Norte. The grant also provides free cancer screenings, including mammograms, for women who qualify financially. These HRRMC clinics include the Buena Vista Health Center in Buena Vista, Colorado, 
Salida Health Center and Outpatient Pavilion, both in Salida, Swatch Health Center in Swatch, and Custer County Health Center in Westcliff. The hospital in Salida also sees patients for mammography exams and procedures. Over the past five years, the WWC grant has reached thousands of women and has helped many of them access preventative health screenings, making prevention a priority, find peace of mind, and receive emotional and financial support to ensure cancer screenings. Through these screenings, several women have detected cervical and or breast cancer, and ultimately, these women's lives were saved through the WWC grant's ability to detect cancer and help women receive free treatment. There are multiple reasons women put off screenings, including seasonal workers who do not have a primary care provider. Additionally, not all employers provide health care benefits, or if they do, deductibles can be high and create obstacles to women making appointments. Financial issues and cost of living are also significant challenges. Early detection of breast and cervical cancers save lives, and the WWC grant helps reduce financial and transportation barriers for better access to preventive screenings, said Fritz. It's hard to prioritize screenings when there are so many competing priorities, like affordable housing, the cost of food, child care issues, or unfamiliarity with the health care system. We make it as easy as possible for women to take care of themselves. In the next five years, we want to continue to intensify reach to the communities in our region and make screenings easier to complete, said Berkeley. For more information about the WWC grant, contact Melanie Critelli at 719-530-1065 or Julia Fritz at 719-650-4450 to set up a personal conversation or to schedule a meeting for a presentation. And we have this notice from the Crestone Energy Fair. They're accepting applications for the 34th annual Crestone Energy Fair, which will be held September 2023. Presenters, speakers, musicians, and vendors, please visit our website for application links. That website is www.crestoneenergyfair.org. And another notice, protecting homes and lives, saving heritage trees, improving habitat, removing LPS beetle kill, and protecting soil and waterways. The Swatch County Firewise Program. Call for a free assessment, 719-480-9764. And we have this news, an article written by Kim Black. Souter Family Farm, Eggs, Milk, and an Agricultural Tradition. When folks in Crestone line up every Thursday to buy fresh eggs, milk, cottage cheese, or produce from the Souter Farm, they are supporting a genuine family enterprise and a traditional way of life. Marlon Souter, his wife Alma, and son Jerome drive an hour across the San Luis Valley every week from their homestead and dairy in La Garita near Penitent Canyon. They have been coming to Crestone for 11 years but sell most of their products direct to market at the La Garita store. They are among the dozens of local food producers who comprise the San Luis Valley Local Foods Coalition. Organized in 2009, the SLVLFC began as a grassroots gathering of farmers and ranchers, school food service directors, businesses, nonprofits, and residents whose mission is to foster a local food system that preserves the valley's agricultural heritage while promoting health, building community, and enhancing economic development. 
Primarily dairy farmers, the Souders operate a family homestead on 400 creekfront acres that used to be Lagarita Ranch, originally built in the 1970s for hot air balloon festivals. The first certified organic dairy in the state, the Souder Family Farm, started shipping milk seven years ago to Organic Valley, the nation's largest farmer-owned organic cooperative. It took a year to transition young animals to organic, and by the time they shipped their first gallon, Souder says, the price of milk dropped by a third of what it was. Of the two dairies that started what they did when they did, one was already one had already quit, and the other will quit in the spring which will leave just them. Reasons for the price drop, he says, may include higher valuation of conventional milk and the popularity of alternative milk, or it may be simply cyclical. Options moving forward are to supply local stores or increase the number of cows to produce more milk. Current priorities are to move the cowshare herd to their homestead, where Souder is setting up a new building with a wood stove, sinks, hot water, and a butter churn. The family also plans to build a house closer to the creek and to enjoy the space available for any future endeavors they may want to dream. Meanwhile, two daughters operate the popular farm-to-table Lagarita Trading Post, which offers baked goods, canned food, milk, eggs, produce, handmade products, and a restaurant. The family sells about 100 gallons of milk a week between what is delivered to Crestone and what area residents purchase at the store. Both born and raised Mennonite in eastern Pennsylvania, Marlon and Alma Souter lived in Kentucky for 14 years before arriving in Colorado in the spring of 2010 with a small cowshare herd. They have nine children, some grown up and married, and some still growing at home. Their youngest son feeds the turkeys and ducks in the morning, plays on the land, and does a page or two of homeschooling a day. The Souders socialize with and have occasional gatherings with a small Christian homeschool community, and they are loosely associated with an Amish and Mennonite community that began settling in an area south of Monte Vista in 2002. Many are farmers, while others are skilled builders, entrepreneurs, or successful retailers, all contributing significantly to the regional economy. Marlon Souter is most grateful for the heritage of growing his own food and hopes one day to return to a simpler lifestyle. As his children grow up, he hopes they will accept the challenge and put out the effort it will take to keep it all going. Alma Souter says there is a breeze coming down the canyon in the morning that takes the frost off the crops and the broccoli has never been so good. And in Spotlight on Business News, Swatch Works celebrates 10 years of service. Fall 2022 marked the 10th anniversary of Swatch Works, a nonprofit committed to promoting healthy lifestyles, creating jobs, and stimulating economic development in Swatch. Located between the Ute Theater and First Southwest Bank, Swatch Works oversees the 4th Street Food Store, Mercantile Thrift Store, the Welcome Center, and the Be- Bebop Fitness Studio. The nonprofit promotes community wellness by distributing local healthy foods and hosting fitness classes. Swatchworks president, Don Anderson, describes their 4th Street food store as a hub for organic, local, gluten-free, and vegan food products. Stocking the store with food sourced from local farmers and ranchers further distinguishes the store. 
Swatch County residents over 60 enjoy a 20% discount. And for SNAP recipients with Double Up Food Bucks, free local produce may be available. Behind the food store, the Bebop Fitness Studio offers fitness classes, wellness events, and alternative healing modalities to the community. Swatch Works reports that they are essential an essential venue that activates the downtown economy and also provides a place for social interactions that build community. For example, local employment is offered through the food and thrift store and Bebop provides a space for local wellness instructors to teach and residents to build community. Their Welcome Center is responsible for dispersing information to tourists about local business, activities, and historic preservation. It is also a space for local artists to sell their products. Renting out their commercial retail space to breads and botanicals and offering affordable housing via their downtown historic buildings further support the local economy. When Swatch Works co-founder Marge Hogland first moved to Swatch in 2007, she recalls a real need for community services. Though now resigned, she is proud to see Swatch Works continuing to serve the local community in such a profound way. Thriving for a decade in an economically challenged area is truly significant for a nonprofit, she exclaims. Thank you to Swatch Works Board of Directors for upholding the nonprofit's mission and for supporting the local community for all these years. Direct Swatch Works inquiries to email swatchworks2017 at gmail.com. Now taking a look at the calendar. On March 3rd, we have Contact Beyond Contact, Dance and Self-Discovery. Dance, Movement, and Self-Discovery every Friday from 4 to 6.30 p.m. Contact Anya to sign up. Her number is 719-298-2260. And if you RSVP, you'll get the address. No dance experience is required. All are welcome to join. There's a $10 to $30 suggested donation. Contact Beyond Contact is a dance and healing practice that integrates authentic movement, contact improvisation, and passing through with profound practices of Qigong, yoga, healing modalities, and energy work. On Saturday, March 4th, we have a Town Here to Listen session at 10 a.m. And we have this reminder, the SLV Seed Exchange happens on April 1st and 2nd. Check the website for updates as they book speakers, sponsors, and vendors. That website is www.slvse.org. If you would like to vend at the event, contact Sherry Allen at uh, by email at groups at jjhotsprings.com. If you'd like to help support the event through sponsorship, contact AIM Warner at 719-207-2597 or email marketing at jjhotsprings.com. For all other inquiries, contact the organization director, Jay Sanders, at 575-999-5319 or email slvseedx, that's E-X, at gmail.com. Also, there is a Creststone Seed Exchange on March 25th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And some weekly events, Game Night at Baca Grand Library every Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Also, T-Road Brewery weekly event 
events include open mic night on Thursdays 6 to 9 p.m., karaoke night Fridays 6 to 9 p.m., Sunday brunch Sundays 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., bluegrass night Sundays 4 to 6 p.m., poetry and spoken word alternating Mondays 6 to 8 p.m., sign-up starts at 5.30 p.m., and vinyl night alternating Mondays 6 to 9 p.m. Those Crestone Board of Trustees here to listen sessions are the first Saturday of each month from 10 a.m. to noon. It's a monthly forum of citizens to share ideas and concerns with board members in person. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.